0: BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the internet at bcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk.
1: And we do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk today as we Focus in again on the Middle East, friends, and I think it's important, I believe it's important that we focus in on the Islamic warfare horror against Israel. We have uh, seen time and time again uh, the, the uh, stories that have been unfolding, horrendous. We're going to be sharing some things with you on the broadcast here this afternoon as to what was unfolded, some testimony that's come forth here as well. But friends, the horror of what has taken place, and, it is, it, and to some it's falling on deaf ears. We're seeing riots and, and uh, uh, demonstrations taking place in, in locations around the world and here in the United States that are the pro-Hamas rallies taking place. Do they understand? Do they understand the atrocities that have been committed against Israel? Do they understand the, the depth of the depravity that had been going on? Now, friends, we've got a number of audio clips we're going to be sharing with you here today on the program to help you understand further what's going on and uh, to uh, perhaps uh, give a glimpse of what uh, a lot of mainstream media is not uh, portraying to individuals. More and more, we are seeing a a pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian bent coming through the news, but understand the atrocities that have been committed against Israel. The first clip we have today is of Omri Landler. He was attending the Nova Music Festival on October seventh in Israel, and he shared his account of what took place.
2: I'm a Nova survivor, and this is my story. My name is Umri Landler. I'm 27 years old, and I went to the Nova party. Around six a.m., we heard uh, the missiles over our head, and then I saw a large group of people running and I knew something red was happening and we didn't know what to do. There were people screaming, everybody was getting into cars and just driving around. We heard bullets whistling over our heads. We hopped on the back of the pickup truck. We drove north. We saw a truck filled with terrorists. Uh, They all had AK-47s and they shot at us. Uh, And I was praying that none of the bullets will hit me or the driver or run or even the wheel of the truck. As we were driving, I saw a terrorist killing someone, stabbing him to death with a knife. I saw the blood over him, the blood on the knife, the blood on the, st- on the terrorist. And he had a huge smile like he was enjoying every second of it. Pulled up in front of a tank. The tank was shot at and they shot at the truck as well. I crawled about uh, 200 meters back uh, to a tree line. And on the way I saw bodies burned, bodies filled with bullet holes and blood dripping all over them, faces broken, shattered, filled with blood. It was a very surreal scene. I could have never imagined that I'm going to see something like this in my lifetime. And I kept thinking how my, that I hope that my mom will be able to, to live a happy and fulfilling life without me and that my friends will be able to move past it and, and live a long and fulfilling life. <coughs> and, and, and after about two hours, I heard the sound of leaves and twigs cracking under uh, someone's boots. And I told myself, Umri, don't move, don't breathe, move as little as possible, and don't lift your head to see who it is. And I was sure I was about to be shot. I closed my eyes and I thanked my family and my friends for the amazing life that I had up to this point. But luckily for me, after about <coughs> twenty seconds he left. I walked back to where the festival was. I saw police officers there and they rescued me from the scene. It was a horrific slaughterhouse. It was a terrible and heinous attack. The sheer brutality of it is unimaginable. I never imagined someone else can kill someone with a knife and have a huge face on his and huge smile on his face while he is doing it. I'm a Nova survivor. And this is my story.
1: Indeed, a heinous attack that took place. That was Amri Landler, who was attending that Nova Music Festival on October 7th. Horrendous as to what took place. Uh, Looking at townhall.com, there are no words to describe Hamas's atrocities during that October 7th attack. Over 1,000 terrorists invaded southern Israel, murdering over 1,400 men, women, and children. More than 200 were taken captive by the terror group, and most are presumably being held in the terror tunnels in Gaza. On Tuesday of this week, October 31st, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken testified before the Appropriations Committee. Here's what he had to say. Including, and if you'll forgive me, because, again, these
0: stories recede so quickly, Uh, a family at its breakfast table at one of the kibbutzes By the way, the profound irony of attacks on kibbutzes, the very people who most ardently believe and want a future of peace between Israelis and Palestinians, a future of two states, Uh, a family of four, a young boy and girl, six and eight years old, and their parents around the breakfast table, the father his eye gouged out in front of his kids, the mother's breast cut off, the girl's foot amputated, the boy's fingers cut off before they were executed, and then their executioners sat down and had a meal. That's what this society is dealing with. And no nation could tolerate that. And as we've said repeatedly, as President Biden has repeatedly made clear, Israel has not only the right but the obligation to defend itself and to try to take every possible step to make sure this doesn't happen again. We've been equally clear that it is vitally important how Israel does this, and the imperative of doing everything possible to protect civilians as well as to care for those who are endangered by the conflict is something that we feel strongly. Um, You're, of course, right that this is a special burden on Israel because Hamas cynically and monstrously puts intentionally civilians in harm's way by hiding behind them, by using them as human shields, by placing its people, by placing its equipment, uh, by placing its ammunition, uh, its uh, weapons, It's command posts underneath hospitals, underneath schools, in residential complexes. But for each of us, and particularly for democracies like Israel and the United States, we have to bear the burden of doing everything we possibly can to ensure that civilians uh, are not harmed and to care for those who need our help. When it comes to a ceasefire, in this moment, you're exactly right. Uh, That would simply consolidate what – Hamas has been able uh, to do uh, and allow it uh, to uh, remain where it is and potentially repeat what it did uh, another day. And that's not tolerable. Uh, No nation would tolerate it. We do believe that uh, we have to consider things like humanitarian pauses to make sure that assistance can get to those who need it and that people can be protected and get out of harm's way. But we can't have a, a situation where there's a reversion to the status quo. Where, when this is over, it goes back to Hamas being responsible for the governance uh, and uh, so-called security uh, of Gaza, because that's simply an invitation to repeat what happened. And again, no nation would tolerate that.
1: Friends, again, that was uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken uh, as he uh, testified before the Appropriations Committee just a couple days ago from the Jewish News Syndicate. Uh, interesting story of a Hamas terrorist. Uh, This is uh, the uh, Israel Security Agency uh, Shin Bet released an interrogation video Wednesday, yesterday, of a captured Hamas terrorist who participated in the October 7th massacre. Uh, This was at a kibbutz in southern Israel. He said the mission was simply to kill. We weren't supposed to kidnap, just kill. To kill every person we could see and come back. And asked if he was told to murder women and children as well? Abu Barusha said, yes. They told us that all the settlers were soldiers. They were soldiers among them. Kill every single one you see. In the six-minute interrogation tape, the terrorists calmly described murdering young children hiding in a safe room. We heard sounds of young children. He said, the cries of young children, a young child, something like that. I shot and Abu Kamil shot. We shot at the door, he added, until we didn't hear noise anymore from israel national news one after another many of israel's members of the knesset their mks on wednesday yesterday left a screening of footage showing the hamas massacre of october 7th the uncensored footage was taken from the helmet camera of a hamas terrorist and shown for the first time to members of israel's knesset All MKs who watched the screening left their phones outside the room. Most of them did not manage to sit through until the end. At the same time, there was a consensus that the footage should be shown to parliamentarians around the world. Some of the Israeli uh, MKs exited the screening, were bawling, while others required medical attention, they report, after viewing the inhumane actions of the terrorists. MK uh, Michael Woldinger said they, they are Amalek, And we need to erase them. We just need to wipe them off the face of the earth because there's not a single gram, not a single speck of humanity in what they did. We saw burned babies, burned elderly, burned women, she added. Footage at the Knesset during and after the screening showed M.K. standing on the side in the hallways, crying as others attempted to offer comfort. M.K. Mashi Solomon said the Nazis who came here did not come in order to conquer They came to carry out a Holocaust against people. The world must see these videos, know that these people must not be allowed to live on the earth. Interior Minister Moshe Arbal, who was uh, among those who left in the middle, said, I was not able to remain until the end. These images were too difficult, despite any attempts to stick it out. Now, friends, earlier... And we've uh, had warning to as to what is taking place at our borders, at the borders of the United States, because increasingly we are seeing those that are coming from uh, terrorist watch lists that are approaching our borders and who have attempted to cross our borders. There was just testimony that was given uh, recently from the FBI director, Christopher Wray. We assess that the actions of Hamas and its allies will serve as an inspiration
3: the likes of which we haven't seen since ISIS launched its so-called caliphate several years ago. In just the past few weeks, multiple foreign terrorist organizations have called for attacks against Americans and the West. Al-Qaeda issued its most specific call to attack the United States in the last five years. urged its followers to target Jewish communities in the United States and Europe. Hezbollah has publicly expressed its support for Hamas and threatened to attack U.S. interests in the Middle East. And we've seen an increase in attacks on U.S. military bases overseas carried out by militia groups backed by Iran. Here in the United States, our most immediate concern is that violent extremists, Individuals or small groups will draw inspiration from the events in the Middle East to carry out attacks against Americans going about their daily lives. That includes not just homegrown violent extremists inspired by a foreign terrorist organization, but also domestic violent extremists targeting Jewish or Muslim communities.
1: Friends, that was FBI Director Christopher Wray as he just testified about uh, the terrorist threat right here in the United States of America. Is it any wonder why so many have been calling that we need to toughen our border security? We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to be hearing some more testimony that came forth this week. Senator Johnson Grilling, the, the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, you're going to hear some questioning from him and from others. Some of it's going to be appalling, friends, as to the, uh, the dodging that the Secretary of Homeland Security is doing to keep from answering the questions. Indeed, this Islamic warfare horrors is against Israel, but keep in mind Israel is viewed as being the little Satan, the United States as the big Satan. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Crosstalk.
4: Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, geologist and president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, in total, how many animal species have been found in the fossil record?
3: You know, Chris, the answer to this question surprised me. Evolutionists are fond of talking about millions and millions of fossil animal types, but in reality only about 250,000 fossil species have ever been found. That's far fewer than the number of species that are still existing today. And it certainly is not many compared to the millions and billions of animals which must have existed if evolution were true. What we find in the fossil record are clams and snails and coral, the very same kind of animals that are alive today. Face it, Chris, evolution didn't happen. It's not happening today, and it didn't happen in the past as recorded in the fossils. What happened is creation, just like it
4: says back in Genesis. Thanks, Dr. Morris. For more info on Genesis, visit us on the web at www.icr.org. You're
1: listening to Crosstalk on VCY America and discussing today Islamic warfare horror against Israel. And again, that horror is planned to come across U.S. borders as well. And some of our legislators are trying to get to the bottom of this as to, to ascertain the threat right here in the United States of America. And this is why there had just been uh, committee hearings going on uh, earlier this week as well. Senator Johnson, uh, one of the questioners, uh, speaking to uh, uh, the Department of Homeland Security, Secretary Mayorkas, uh, also that of Christopher Ray from the FBI. You're going to hear some of the questions uh, spliced together here in this audio clip. But to help us understand what is taking place, what is America not being told by these agencies? Why are we seeing DHS sidestep questions?
5: Secretary Mayorkas, I've asked you this in the past. What numbers are represented here? How many people has this administration let in by encountering, processing, dispersing, or that have come in as a known uh, or, or unknown gotaway? What, what, approximately. I don't need an exact number. So what do we got? Senator,
6: let me, let me, uh, let me I, say. I, I
5: need numbers. I, again, don't filibuster
6: me. How many people has this administration led into the country? Let, let me say at the outset that uh, our job would be a lot easier if the broken immigration system was no, fixed.
5: Uh, Mr. Secretary, I want a, a number. How many people have you led into this country?
6: I, I should also How, uh, Okay, let,
5: I'll, I'll give you the number. It's about 6 million. About 1.7 million as known Godaways. Now, again, we don't know who these people are. We just know that they've come to this country and they're residing somewhere. Where are all these people residing? Where, where, where did the six million people go?
6: Senator, you speak of encounters, and let me. Um, no, let me share would with you, you, you answer what?
5: my questions? Where did these six million people go? Are you keeping track of them? To sure. what extent do we have a handle on where are these six million people?
6: Are in America. Senator, as you well know, when an individual is indeed released, they are released into immigration enforcement proceedings and are subject to removal if they do not have a legal basis to remain in the United States. You're and not answering fact- the question.
5: Where, 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 are the, where do these people reside? We know we've got about 100,000 in New York, and New York Mayor Adams says it will destroy New York. That's, by the way, less than 2% of the six million people. So less than 2%, 100,000 is gonna destroy New York. What's happening around the country? Secretary Marcus, I just have to put my chart back up here to rebut a point you've made repeatedly that it's our broken asylum system that has created this disaster at the border. The fact of the matter is, under the previous administration, we actually had brought illegal immigration down to 17,500 apprehensions and counters per month. Last month, we hit over 270,000, and that wasn't—that that was done under the previous administration with our same broken asylum system. The, the root cause of this disaster literally is President Biden and you, Director Ray. You, you said in your testimony uh, the threats—they're uh, not getting any easier to deal with. Uh, would having a secure border would that make your job easier?
3: Well, I, I will I will let Secretary America speak for border security, but I will tell you that the threats that we have to contend with that are attributed to the border, uh, cartel violence, distribution so, yeah, of fentanyl, are time, a major time. The answer
5: challenge. is yes. Your job would be a whole lot easier if you weren't have to deal with over seventy thousand special interest aliens coming from countries that are of concern to us. Your job would be a whole lot easier if, if this year we hadn't encountered, actually encountered, 169 people on the terror watch list.
1: Senator Ron Johnson, as he was grilling uh, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas, also that of uh, speaking with FBI Director Ray and uh, Christopher Ray, and uh, 1.7 million known gotaways. And that's becoming a discussion for many, and and uh, not only that, but who is here on visas, student visas, that are that are fanning the flames, fanning the flames of a pro Hamas viewpoint. And so we also have Senator Josh Hawley as he grilled the Secretary of Homeland Security. So
7: my question to you is should students who are here on a visa who gather and chant that slogan and actively advocate for the elimination of Israel and attacks on Jewish individuals, whether in the Middle East or here in the United States, as we're seeing on college campuses, should those students have their visas revoked?
6: Uh, Senator, uh, I believe you are referencing a provision in the Immigration and Nationality Act uh, about which you have written uh, to me, and I am very familiar with uh, uh, your assertion that that statutory provision requires the revocation of their visa. Should they have their visas revoked? I'm asking you. Uh, uh, we are um, assessing um, your legal assertion. Um, it is a matter of legal interpretation of the statute. Well, just as a moral matter, I mean,
7: should, should students who are here, foreigners who are here in this country, accessing our university system and advocating for the killing of Jews,
6: should they be allowed to stay here at our leisure? Um, Senator, it is a matter of law. And uh, it requires a legal interpretation. And I am not in a position to provide that legal interpretation. And let me add something.
1: Friends, this is the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. I mean, he's being questioned here by Senator Josh Hawley Tuesday of this week. It was a hearing in front of the Senate Homeland Security Committee. And the DHS secretary refused to take a position whether pro-Hamas individuals in the United States on a visa should be sent back to their home countries. He repeatedly referred to the situation as a legal matter, would not give a moral opinion on the situation. Well, not only that, but Senator Hawley also pressed Mayorkas about a DHS employee's support for the Hamas paragliders. Paragliders left the Gaza Strip, landed in an Israeli music concert three weeks ago. We just heard testimony from one who was there. They had weapons in tow. They murdered hundreds of young people. Here is part of that exchange.
7: An employee of the Department of Homeland Security who posted these comments on October the 7th. That's not all she posted. She also posted this graphic. Now, this is a fake graphic, I want to be clear, but I think we understand it. This is a paraglider, a Hamas paraglider, depicted here with a machine gun flying into Israel. She posted it under her online alias with the celebratory Free Palestine. Mr. Secretary, what, what's going on here? Is this, is this typical of, of people who work at DHS? This is an asylum and immigration officer who is posting these, frankly, pro-genocidal slogans and images on the day that Israelis are being slaughtered in their beds. What have you done about this?
6: Four things I'd like to say to you. Number one, your question to suggest that that is emblematic of the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security is despicable. No I'm percent. sorry. What have you
7: d- This person works for the Department of Homeland Security.
6: Have you fired her? That was one of four answers. Have you fired her?
7: One. Have you fired her? Don't come to this hearing room when Israel has been invaded and Jewish students are barricaded in libraries in this country and cannot be escorted out because they are threatened for their lives, you have employees who are celebrating genocide and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question.
1: That exchange taking place, again, at that Department of Homeland Security Committee hearing, Josh Hawley grilling the Secretary of Homeland Security. Friends, the atrocities that have been committed against uh, Israel here, the, the gruesome slaughters taking place. And yet, when this matter came before the United Nations, the United Nations General Assembly voted on a an amendment to condemn the October 7th terrorist attack by Israel— uh, on Israel, I should say, by Hamas, failing to get the two-third majority vote. Here's just brief audio from that. as
6: follows. In favor, 88. Against, 55. Abstentions, 23. Having failed to obtain a th- two-thirds majority of members present and voting, Draft Amendment A-ES-10-L-26 is not adopted.
1: Friends, listen to this applause. Listen to the applause that is going on at the United Nations. They had a resolution to condemn this terrorist attack. 88 favored the resolution. 88 n- nations present. Fifty-five nations of the world were against the resolution. Twenty-three said, we're not going to get involved with this. We're abstaining from voting on this matter. That U.N. vote failed to condemn the October 7th attack. Taking a look at the Western Journal, a Las Vegas man, this was uh, came out on Tuesday this week, a Las Vegas man charged with making threats to a U.S. senator from Nevada. John Anthony Miller charged with one count of threatening a federal official due to a stream of voicemails, according to a news release from the Office of the U.S. Attorney for the District of Nevada. The release said Miller threatened to assault, kidnap, or murder the United States senator. Miller was arrested on Thursday, facing a preliminary hearing November 13th. According to the criminal complaint, on October 17th, in an explicit, uh, uh, expletive-laced message that called Rosen unhuman, subhuman, your vermin, the caller suspected of being Miller, added, "We're gonna finish what Hitler started." The story goes on to say that anti-Semitic incidents in America have increased 388 percent. Since October 7th, 388% when Hamas slaughtered hundreds of civilians in a terrorist attack on Israel, according to the Anti-Defamation League. Threats against public officials should be taken seriously. A Rosen representative said in a statement, according to the Review Journal, Senator Rosen trusts the U.S. Attorney's Office and federal law enforcement to handle the matter. Rosen is among the U.S. lawmakers who have traveled to Israel, shown support for the U.S. ally after the Hamas terror attack the incidents of anti-Semitism are just off the charts. Jihad Watch is reporting in Marseille. An imam was apprehended for calling to fight against the Jews on social media, was arrested at the airport on the night of October 30th, uh, to the evening that goes into October 31, for advocating terrorism committed by means of an online public communication service. In the case on Facebook, CNS News, Learn from a police source, the man is more specifically suspected of having called for a fight against the Jews on the social network while legitimatizing their murder. The Daily Caller tells us also here that the the Kingdom of Jordan has recalled its ambassador to Israel on Wednesday while telling the Israeli ambassador in their own country to leave. The return of the ambassador will be linked to halting Israel's war in Gaza and ending the humanitarian catastrophe caused by the Israeli measures that deprive the Palestinians of their right to food, water, medicine, the right to live on their land, said the foreign minister of Jordan. Friends, while all this is going on, the Hamas leader is vowing to sacrifice martyrs in yet another October 7th-style attack. I'm up against a break, but I've got a few more stories I want to cover with you here today before we go to the phone lines. And uh, we're also going to be sharing with you today audio coming from the Vice President of the United States that in light of all this that's taking place, that the Biden regime has announced the country's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. Friends, we'll be right back. You're listening to Crosstalk on the V.C.Y. American Network.
4: Israel. It's only about the size of New Jersey, yet it makes headlines all over the world. Throughout history, many attempts have been made to annihilate the Jews. Threats continue today to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. Yet none of these attempts have ever succeeded. In the book, Miracle of Israel, authors Gary Fraser and Jim Fletcher present the shocking, untold story of God's love for His people. The authors take you back to Israel past, focusing on God's promise to Abraham, the entry into the Promised Land, and the message of the prophets. You'll read of Israel present, with events leading up to and including Israel becoming a nation. And you'll read of Israel's future, the Gog and Magog War, the great tribulation and the millennial kingdom miracle of israel is available for a donation of seventeen dollars or more when you call
1: 1-800-729-9829 this is crosstalk on the vcy american network and uh, friends as we stay focused on what is taking place in the middle east And uh, certainly the uh, threats are continuing from there. And uh, Israel has been called upon for a ceasefire. And you hear that chant coming from uh, different mobs uh, as well, coming from different countries. The prime minister of Israel has says, no, Hamas doesn't get to do a do-over again to commit genocide again. No ceasefire here. And friends, believe it or not, even Hillary Clinton spoke out on CBS News. Uh, we, we heard uh, Anthony, uh, uh, Anthony Blinken here just a while ago, but also we see uh, former uh, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton also speaking out against a ceasefire. Here's what she had to say.
8: People who are calling for a ceasefire now do not understand Hamas. That is not possible. It would be such a gift to Hamas because they would spend whatever time there was a ceasefire in effect rebuilding their uh, armaments, you know, creating stronger positions to be able to fend off uh, an e- eventual um, assault by the Israelis. So we're in a very different world. I don't think it had to be the world we're in, but that's where we are, and we've got to figure our way uh, forward through it.
1: Yeah, she knows what uh, ceasefire would mean in that regard. Oh, well, friends, as I mentioned before, the matter of uh, Hamas... In leadership, a top official, and I'm looking at westernjournal.com, a top official with Hamas has vowed that the terror group will sacrifice martyrs and will conduct terror attacks against Israeli citizens until the country has been annihilated. Until it has been annihilated. You see, this Islamic war affair, the horror that we've seen against Israel, What they plan is this is just the beginning of what their plans are. Ghazi Hamad, who belongs to Hamas's political bureau, the New York Post reported, made the statements during a recent interview with a Lebanese TV station. Hamad vowed similar attacks would occur again and again until Jews are eliminated from the region and forced out of their own country, saying, quote, Israel is a country that has no place on our land, he said during the October 24th interview. We must remove it because Israel constitutes a security, military, and political catastrophe to the Arab and Islamic nation, he continued. We are not ashamed to say this. Hamad said that Islamic militants will carry out October 7th style attacks until it brings Israel to its knees and eventually to total destruction. He also said, We must teach Israel a lesson. And we will do this again and again. So while referring to a surprise attack last month, Ahmad added, the attacks are just the first time. Will we have to pay a price? Yes, and we are ready to pay it. We are called a nation of martyrs and we are proud to sacrifice martyrs. Can you grasp that, folks? Can you grasp what he's talking about here? The 1,400 that were killed, slaughtered, butchered, dismembered, decapitated, burned beyond recognition where they're having to bring an archaeologist to help determine through the bones and teeth structure who this person might be. Families with arms linked around each other just burned to a crisp. A report, sadly to say, in a, of, 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 of a baby put in a microwave and started it up. It's, it's horrendous what has taken place. We kept shooting at the children until there were no more sounds from the room. The Islamic terrorist stated. And in light of all of these things, friends, in light of all of this, as Muslims across this country take to the streets in death marches calling for the extermination of the Jews, looking at an article here from Pamela Geller, as they call for the extermination of the Jews... And they create a pogrom. That's an organized massacre, especially uh, against the Jews. And a pogrom-like atmosphere in college campuses. The Biden regime comes up with this doozy. This after the worst massacre of Jews since the Holocaust and the breakout of anti-Christian marches on American college campuses nationwide. Islamic Jew hatred is fueling the unprecedented rise in anti-Semitic riots and violence across the Western world and Muslim world. And the Biden regime tops top concern, folks, is Islamophobia. Their top concern is Islamophobia. I'm going to play a clip that's coming to us from Vice President Harris, as she just spoke, just spoke as it relates to this special announcement from the Biden administration.
9: Our nation was founded on the fundamental principle that all people should have the freedom to live, to worship, and to be without fear of violence or persecution. Every person has the right to live safe from violence, hate, and bigotry. And for those reasons and so many more, President Joe Biden and I have a duty not only to keep the people of our nation safe, but to condemn unequivocally and forcefully all forms of hate. Since we took office, President Biden and I have fought to uphold that duty. Over the past decade, America has seen a rise in attacks on houses of worship. So in response, we expanded funding to protect houses of worship from violence After a surge in hate during the pandemic, in particular anti-Asian hate, President Biden signed the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act to improve the reporting of hate crimes and to ensure hate crimes are investigated quickly and thoroughly. Earlier this year, in response to an historic rise in anti-Semitic attacks, we also released the first national strategy to counter anti-Semitism. And to make clear, taking on hate is a national priority. President Biden and I held the first White House summit to address hate fueled violence. And we brought together religious leaders, community leaders and survivors to continue our work to keep all Americans safe. And today we take another important step forward in our fight against hate. For years, Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. As a result of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, we have seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents across America, including the brutal attack of a Palestinian-American woman who is Muslim and the killing of her six-year-old son, a senseless act of violence that the Department of Justice is investigating as a hate crime. For so many people in our nation, the past few days and weeks have brought about all too familiar fears, fears that they will be targeted, profiled, or attacked simply because of who they are, how they worship, or how they look. And so today, I am proud to announce the Biden-Harris administration will develop our nation's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. This strategy will be a comprehensive and detailed plan to protect Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim from hate, bigotry and violence. And to address the concern that some government policies may discriminate against Muslims. For example, the so-called Muslim ban, which President Biden revoked on our first day in office. So here's the bottom line. In America, no one should be made to fight hate alone. And in this moment, then, let us all clearly say a harm against any one of us is a harm against all of us.
1: Really? Resolution here against Islamophobia? Really, Vice President? Statistics from the FBI from previous years, as well as from the recent NYC hate crimes, show over half of religious hate crimes are against Jews. Less than 10% are against Muslims. Worse still, much of the hate crimes against Jews are incited by Islamic Jew hatred. As we reported just a bit ago in the story from the Anti-Defamation League, anti-Semitic incidents in America have increased 388%. Anti-Semitic, 388% since October 7th, when Hamas slaughtered hundreds of civilian, civilian individuals as a terrorist attack on Israel took place. And now we're going to have the country's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. The Western Journal reported here just about a week ago, and, and uh, you know, it was asked the, the question, an individual was a former head of the, the Border Patrol. Uh, this would be Mark Morgan. He's uh, the former acting commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection. He's concerned. He said that an attack here in the United States may be imminent. He said nobody in their right mind can say that our border is secure. The same terrorists that just carried out this horrific attack in Israel, their hatred and their unwavering commitment to do harm in the United States is alive and well. Indeed, thanks to Biden's disastrous policies, the Department of Homeland Security has announced that more than 659 known suspected terrorists have been caught entering the United States in fiscal year 2023. 659 known or suspected terrorists were apprehended attempting to illegally enter the U.S., with the majority being apprehended At the northern border, according to the Border Patrol. But these numbers are only what the government knows about. DHS estimates there are up to 1.7 million gotaways who are not apprehended or identified. And that may include an untold number of KSTs. That's the unsuspected uh, known terrorist. Friends, I'd like to get your reaction to these things. I know time is short. Uh, Please, we're not going to give you any more than a minute, but uh, just your reaction to these matters today. And now we've got the Biden administration working on the first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. Our phone number to crosstalk is 800-733-9829. 800-733-9829. Your reaction to these matters today. We have seen, and, and friends, it's barbaric. There's even much greater detail as to what has transpired in Israel against uh, the civilians in Israel, just minding their their own business when when terrorists came in. Those at a music festival, those in their homes, those on the kibbutz. And in light of this and the surge of of, uh, attacks on Jews in the United States of America, and yet we have the vice president putting forth an effort here, a strategy along with the president to counter so-called Islamophobia? Our phone number to Crosstalk is 800-733-9829. Let's go to Charles in Mount Sterling, Kentucky. You're on the air, Charles.
10: Thank you, sir. Very quickly, there's no need for feckless politicians, useless UN resolutions in the, in the Bible. The word Hamas is used to describe malicious, demonic violence.
1: You're exactly right. Oh, I'm sorry, lost you there. Um, ...be
10: what we deal with, mm-hmm. and it boils down to us standing with our Jewish brothers and sisters now without any ambiguity and saying, have it, Well, you they are first yeah. and abundantly.
1: Uh, thank you for the call here today, uh, Charles, and, uh, you know, let me just indicate that that uh, what we have seen, and you're right, the word Hamas in the Old Testament describes the violence during the time of Noah. That's the, that's a word that means Hamas. And it does paint a picture here for us in this regard. Thank you for your comments. Uh, Robert is next. Uh, sorry, Robert, let me put you on hold. I just realized we are just uh, 15 seconds from the break, and uh, we're going to get uh, cut off there. So uh, just stay on the line. We'll get to, to you right after the break. We'll take your calls here during... Uh, That uh, fourth segment of Crosstalk here today as well. But the Hamas leader is saying that women, children, the elderly must die in Gaza to help our fight against Israel. Putting forth a call, yes, for civilians in Gaza, they must die in order to advance our fight against Israel. Is it any wonder why they put their uh, facilities, their military facilities, next to or underneath hospitals, mosques? kindergarten complexes. We'll be right back. You're listening to Crosstalk.
8: For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. The truth is so offensive to people, even when it shows up in red, and that is blood, blood red. All of us watch the horrors of what happened in Israel, and yet a Jewish group, Their billboard has been taken down in New Jersey because it spoke the truth. The billboard just simply said, do not be naive. Hamas will chop your head off, too. And yet, after 100 complaints, down comes the billboard. Americans do not want to hear the truth. Sadly, many, because of postmodernism, no longer believe in truth. And yet, anti-Semitism is rising. The other side is shouting from the rooftops, literally, and on bridges and shutting down highways, pro-Hamas messages. And now Jews are being attacked and even trying to warn them, Hamas will kill you. And yet those billboards get pulled down. I'm Brandon House.
1: Listening to Cross on VCY America, and uh, let's get right back to the phone lines, and let's get to Robert in Glendale, Wisconsin. Robert, you're on the air.
10: Jim, hey. um, In that speech she just gave, or whenever she gave it, she emphasized the protection of Americans, Americans, Americans. I heard it seven. I think seven times. I counted. Number one, the majority of of Islamic people, Muslims that come into this nation, have no desire to become an American. Zero. They will not assimilate. I know of two families in my neighborhood that have lived in this neighborhood. We've lived here 24, 25 years. have never made any attempt to assimilate.
1: Okay? Yeah. And, and, you know, that's what Linda Sarsera has said. We are not here to assimilate. She has yeah, said that.
10: exactly. Mm-hmm. And they, they are not. They're here for one reason, and that is take over our country. And they'll do it in violence or uh, in submission. Number two, brother, our body in Milwaukee, the body of Christ is what I'm speaking of, needs to come to the reality that we were born in Israel, in Jerusalem, Acts chapter 2. We have as much a connection there as anybody that claims it, except for the Jewish people, first of all. And I am Jewish by first birth. I've been born again for 46 years. And if we get that Jewish perspective that Israel is as much our nation and we're gonna spend more of our eternal lives there than in America.
1: Robert, thank you. I'm gonna have move on. I've said about a minute a caller and I've got many lined up behind you here. Thanks for calling. Charlie in Lodi, you're on the air. Hello, Charlie. Okay, let's go to Robert in Springfield. Robert, go ahead, you're on the air.
10: Yes. I'm 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 just appalled at what's going on over there in Israel. And I'm really appalled that uh Kamala had the nerve to get on the television and talking about making a law for Islamophobia. What about Christian phobia? What about those people are the main ones that are chopping off people's heads, blowing up things in the name of religion, but they wanna pacify this group of people?
1: said, isn't it? And uh, I think we've got our sights in the wrong direction here, Robert. We need to wake up to where we are in our world today. And it's not uh, Islamophobia, uh, Islamophobia that is the issue. Certainly we're seeing the anti-Semitism attacks that are just off 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 the charts.
10: I know. I just called, I just called my senator, my congressman. I called all, both of the senators and the congressman. And I expressed my disapproval, Brother Jim. And I told them to stand up against this this idiocracy that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris is trying to do to the American
1: people. Robert, thank you for your call here today. Friends, let me remind you to be also in prayer. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. You know, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. We need to be praying for the salvation to come to these households, whether it be that of political leaders, whether that be of, of uh, terrorists, whether it be that of, of unbelieving Jews that need to know Jesus Christ the Savior as their Messiah. Let's be in prayer regarding this and to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Mark in Newark, Ohio, you're on the air.
11: Yeah.
10: Worldview weekend, too, and what Camilla Hagerson said, I got more horse done in my, and her mouth came out than I got in this barn that set in a week. I've never seen anything like that. How can they sit there and say, okay, we're going to protect the Muslims, and let what's happening to the uh, Jewish state. I mean, there's a lot of things going on over here where I live, and I don't see nothing happening or arrests or anything like that. Yeah. So I think she, I, I, they lost it. They got their ha- heads
1: in the sand Mark, like an ostrich. Thank you for your call. Let's go to Merle next in Tennessee. You're on the air.
10: Yeah, Jim. We have to remember the Islamic cry for a long time has been first come Saturday, then come Sunday. Yeah. And yeah. for those who don't know what that means, that means uh, Israel first and then the uh, Jesus followers. And also, Camelia Harris, she's just uh, reading what uh, Obama wrote down for her to read. And she's reading it. I knew he would eventually turn. Now they're calling for a
1: pause. So, yeah, we got to stay alert, brother. Thank you for your call. Let's go to Ken in Dallas, Texas. You're on the air.
12: Yes, uh, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I would just want to mention that years ago, they, we had missionaries that smuggled tapes out of uh, South Africa, and the very thing that they did the other uh, week with uh, Israel is what they did uh, to the uh, Africans in uh, in uh, the area of Mayor uh, Thompson Linda. Uh, he was the largest, uh, had the largest uh, city in in uh, in uh, South Africa, and they came in. And if you bought things from the white people, uh, they burnt their bodies with uh, necklacing, taking tires yeah. and wrapping yeah. it around. And if their relatives fought against it, uh, they were burnt too. So it's it's an old thing, and it's called Mandela Factor by the left today. It's uh, oh. like a secret. Word and I just wanted to point that out. I noticed the last time I was in Milwaukee, they put a, a mosque that overlooks uh, General Mitchell Field off of uh, I think that's either 13th or 20th in Layton Avenue. It used to be a forest, a floral uh, uh, mm-hmm. greenhouse. And uh, the people that were missionaries smuggle a tape out that actually shows the footage that's on VHS tape, but uh, it's still. Very graphic.
1: Thank you, Ken. Thank you for your call. Virginia Stockton, Missouri, you're on the air.
11: Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I'm 88 years old, and my first part of my life was with the Nazis taking over Europe, doing horrendous things. I was so scarred by looking at the children. And what happened to them? And here I was in the America and it being safe where I was at home here in America. But that has stuck with me all my life. Right. And now here we're going to do it again. When is man going to learn from history? Yeah. It is said in the scriptures, my people are lost because they have not learned my people are lost because they have not gotten a lesson from history Yeah,
1: Virginia thank you for your call I'm sorry but I'm out of time here today and and I apologize to the other callers who really would like to have heard uh, what you had to share on the broadcast but our time has expired but friends uh, don't let this expire in your hearts the matters that are going on Uh, we are called to be light we're called to be salt Uh, On our website, vcy.org, you'll find some booklets from Usama Dakdak, The Violent Truth About Islam, and also, is a witness to Muslims, The Straight Way to Eternal Life. God bless you folks. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the internet
0: from VCY America.